Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us on PGN this evening. It is the end of September, the 26th, Tuesday evening. This is Deborah with you tonight, uh, 2023. So God bless you, and thank you again for joining us. I hope everyone is having um, us off to a good week with the Spirit of the Lord being upon you. God bless you. Okay, I was just looking up one first here. Hold on one second. Okay. Okay, got it. Okay, so praise God. Over here again. Thank you for joining us. Just <laughs> Deborah with you tonight. Um, God bless you. We're going to kind of talk about the counsel of the Lord tonight, and hopefully um, uncover some hidden tactics of the enemy um, that he uses and can uses and has used. Um, kind of want to reveal some of these hidden something hidden. A tactic I believe the enemy uses, um, which we call, at times, we can call our human nature, but it's actually really a tactic of the enemy. And then um, we become not necessarily blind to it, but we're blind to the tactic or the scheme, perhaps, but we we, um, also become entangled and ensnared in the tactic and thinking we have to get out of it ourselves with our own human nature and our own strength. Um, And that's not the case. So although we have a human nature, we are going to talk about that, but uh, this particular aspect, um, it it has a, and has a tactic from the enemy, both in the natural and in the supernatural. So let's pray before we get started. So, Father God, we thank you for meeting us here this evening, God. I thank you, Father, that um, you would open uh, doors of our hearts uh, to hear from you, God, to unlock things, God, to uncover things, Lord, to unravel things, Father God, that your spirit of understanding and the knowledge and the wisdom of knowing you more would be present with us, Father God, as I speak, Lord, I ask you to speak through me, Father, and, and I thank you, Lord, for every listening ear and heart that is joined in faith for your glory, God, and may you be lifted up and blessed, Father God, and esteemed rightfully so, God, for the righteousness that you purchased on our behalf, Father God, and we thank you, Lord, that we have become your righteousness through the redemption of your blood, God and the forgiveness of our sins, Lord, according to the riches of your great grace, Father. So may you be found here. Lord, may your grace um, be evident, Father God, and we thank you, Lord, for hope as well, God. So I thank you, Father, um, you just um, ask for your wisdom uh, in speaking and teaching and bringing forth and expounding on your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, uh, so before I start, I just um, want to say as well, anytime through this teaching that I am speaking, so please make note of this if you need to take notes, um, not necessarily when I'm teaching, but if you, the Holy Spirit 
is perhaps going to bring things to your remembrance, whether it's scriptures or um, circumstances on him unveiling and shedding his light ever so gently as he does um, circumspect our hearts uh, and, and illuminates our path and lightens our way. Um, that he is doing that within your spirit as I'm bringing forth his word. So I want you to really capture uh, what the Holy Spirit is saying to you as I'm sharing, because um, the word says that he only can speak truth to us. And his truth is as if silver refined seven times. So there's a purity in that and which he's bringing to you to uncover and to bring forth a healing, right? So uh, healing uh, and, and growth is the work of his righteousness um, through his blood. And this is what we're after, right? We're not just going to modify, oh, yeah, I learned that and with my natural cognitive thinking. <laughs> and uh, now I'm going to modify my behavior um, for various reasons, right? So we know some of our core basic needs, um, in our humanity, if you will, is to be accepted, approved, valued, and found worthy. Those are, um, those are the four things, right? But we don't uh, necessarily modify in our own power and generate um, the modification of our own behavior in order to receive any of those four elements that I just said, because Christ, if you are a believer, which I believe that you are, if you're listening on Tuesday evening, if you found this broadcast on a different evening, I welcome you uh, to stay and to listen um, and to learn both in the natural, how, how you were created by a creator, and then you have the spirit of God, that which is awakening you to the ways of the kingdom of God, that there is a heaven and you are designed and imprinted um, to gain knowledge of the one who created you. So I invite you to stay and to listen um, if, that, if you are in that place as well. So the Lord had me, as he usually does, take notes. And so I have notes that keep me on track, if you will. But yet, now here we are, <laughs> beginning PGN, and we're jumping on board the train with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the conductor. So um, I've laid the tracks down, but I'm going to listen to the Holy Spirit as he's my conductor. So what we're talking about tonight is uh, one thing I learned, full disclosure, um, let's see, where is the name? that I learned some of these elements from. I was just learning these elements from, and you're not going to probably know this name, but that's okay, but I'm just going to do... Um, okay, when I come across it, it's on here somewhere. I just don't see it right now. Okay, but there's three elements to three realms, if you will, or three elements to shame. Okay, so I'm going to talk about shame. In the past, since I've been a Christian for over 35 years, in the past, so when I say the past, many years, okay, for many years, when I hear anyone, and I've been listening, I've been listening uh, for this element because the Lord has been bringing up something in me 
and through the second realm that I haven't heard a lot of teaching on. I haven't heard a lot of enlightenment or a lot of um, directional wholeness and teaching on this. And, and, and I've been listening for a couple years for this. To, so I know the Lord's been doing something in my heart, and I've been um, listening and waiting for the confirmation outwardly because a lot of times this is how he will um, give me a word as well where I, become, I live this word and then I have the confirmation um, through sometimes through others Well, I will uh, utilize some of their teaching but then I bring it before the Holy Spirit um, and then graft that and roll that kind of like a recipe. I add my own experience, my own seeking of the Lord and then, and then I share and this is what I'm doing tonight. Uh, we may come back to this at a later time, but, um, but I see this really. Um, so shame in the past, I've only ever heard it talked about as the things that we have done are our own sins um, and that are shameful, right? Because Jesus bore um, this on the cross and this was an exchange for us. So we know that all sin has some type of guilt if you will, but shame is even more like it's not just guilt of sin. While this can be uh, known by the Holy Spirit as well, he brings that uh, conviction or guilt, some people say, however, however they would describe that, and that they recognize uh, that they've wronged, that they've done wrong, and they need to confess and admit and repent to change from it. Okay, there's that element, but I've never heard the element put into words that there's three different forms or three different ways, realms, I'll call them, of shame. And again, so going back to the first one, which is we've heard for many years and many teachings, and, you know, maybe the Lord has your antenna up on this as well, but so the first one is the one we've heard for years, which is rightfully so, which is what we have done, the things we've done um, <clears throat> in our own sins. The second ones are things that are done to us that are disgraceful, that may cause a rejection, either from a spouse or a parent or someone lesser in the family, maybe the family of God, but they're just something disgraceful. It could be a betrayal. Um, you know, it could be, obviously, there's a sexual, physical, and verbal abuses. So it's something very disgraceful. It doesn't have to be at the same time all tipping the scale all the way over to abuse. It can be a for sure rejection. It can be a for sure betrayal, right? Something, a sin that is done against you. It could be um, like mocking you, persecuting you um, for being a Christian, you know, and maybe that why this is coming up now is maybe that's going to be an element, right? Well, and the word shame may not be used outrightly, but you will feel it. So this is the part that I want to un uncover is the element of recognizing that shame exists and that shame is there. And, um, and again, it's not something that, um, it's something you recognize in your natural senses, but there is a spiritual element to it. And this is why it's so um, subtle scheme of darkness into our very soul. And then the third element 
is the association with relationships. That means um, it could be, you know, if you're being ridiculed or persecuted or um, an association with relationships, right? Like in, in the book of Acts where they were like the, the woman who, was, um, who asked Peter, aren't you one of them? Right. Okay. And so he's like inside. Oh, goodness. Right. And, and, you know, did he hear a type of shame? Did he, was he taking shame, you know, when he lied and covered it up and, and then, and then he felt it later, right. And needed to repent. Um, you know, so in association, that means, um, you know, or, or if you're in association with a type of, um, uh, maybe a type of church in the community that people don't approve of. So that type of association um, can bring shame sometimes as well. There might even be certain like cultural, right? It used to be even if in the Jewish culture, if you were if you were of that uh, culture, right? So so sometimes there's that. Well, we see that in association with a relationship. Um, can bring shame as well. So uh, where others distance themselves from you, and there might be fear of connection um, to others. So Leviticus 10.10 talks about the the disgrace of an entire family. A lot of this was done in the Old Testament, very much so. This is how they operated (laughs) outwardly. But mainly, you know, can't go back to why that is, but um, the Lord invited them in to hear their voice, right? They told Moses, oh, we don't want to do that. You go for us. But God wanted to be recognized and revealed in their lives, so he had Moses write the Ten Commandments. It was evident that he was with the Lord. They seen the Lord, right, because they had the pillar of the cloud and then the tabernacle and then the temples. And I might have talked about this a little bit last week about the incarnation of how that grew in Christ, um, the Holy Spirit. I mean, it grew um, in the process because it's important to the Lord, right? But he's got to bring the people along and cultivate their hearts and their minds to accept and to receive. Well, he wrote the Ten Commandments so that the outwardly, because this is basically what they were asking the Lord to show himself outwardly to them when he wanted to speak inwardly. So they needed to have a, they needed to be directionally led by the works that they did, and then God was going to deliver them from their works. So the whole thing was a process, but that was partly why everything was done like that in the Old Testament. Very much a lot of image and symbolism and whatnot. Okay. (coughs) Excuse me. So when others put shame on you, you may respond in shame, right? Some people speak, um, right? We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers, rulers, and in dark places. Some people even speak condescending words and don't even really know it, and they're putting shame on you. And if this is like a trigger point for you, um, then you need to recognize the existence 
of shame that's already there. If it feels like they're heaping more shame on you, it's because the Holy Spirit is actually bringing it to the light for you so that you can receive healing. Um, And then, of course, there's, you know, outwardly there's boundaries and conversations there. But at the same time, we're here to heal, to heal ourselves and to love the Lord wholeheartedly, like Jeremiah 24-7 says. So you might uh, have feelings of this, I'm not good enough. And at the very least, the voice in your head believes it, whether you speak it out loud or not, right? And sometimes for women, I've heard this, that they don't feel worthy. And for men, they say the same thing, but they're, they're saying they don't feel worthy, but they use the words, I don't feel adequate, or I don't measure up. These are versions of shame. And this, while yes, part of it is our human nature, our human nature is, does not encompass by itself the spirit of the Lord until we're awakened and rejuvenated like Titus talks about, right? The washing and the renewal and the regeneration of the Holy Spirit turns the light on within us so that we can see and walk according to the spirit because we're sons and daughters and our flesh doesn't rule us anymore. So our nature is our spiritual nature. Okay. So anything that wants to attach to your human nature and pull you to the things of this world. Now this is the part that could very simple sentence, but eye opening inwardly what's happening to you, okay? To recognize, hey, let's uncover something. Let's examine this a little bit further. What am I thinking, really? What am I telling myself? What am I believing, you know? So anything that wants to pull you in your nature to the things of this world and try to think that you have to overcome by the process of the things of the world, by measuring up, by performing, by, you know, oh, gosh, you know, you know them, okay? <laughs> okay, okay. And it's, so another is that you don't measure up. Spoken messages sometimes to women are, and I've heard this one, women don't teach. And no one would say this publicly to me um, in a church, but they would pull me to the side or they would say it in subtle ways in a group to um, in, in a group, and I will say this was years ago, to almost bring shame, like, so then you're shameful if you want to try to teach, because now I've made it public, um, right, in a place of authority that that's not your role, and you're out of place, come on, somebody, and you're out of place if you try to do that, even if it's a gift within you, and saying that um, you don't have authority, Okay, so there, and there's, there's authority in Christ. There's authority in the word and not the authority that we give ourselves, whether we're a male or female. Okay, so we're walking in the things of the Lord. And, and the Lord just began to teach me in that particular area um, because what the enemy wanted to do for me, which I didn't wasn't expecting to, to talk about this, but the enemy wanted to do for me was to snag me to... Um, to really uh, not like men altogether and to generalize um, all men in that area. That's what the enemy was trying to heap this thing on me. 
um, in that particular sense. And the Lord began to teach me that he was the one that is shaping me and forming me into him, his image. And that man, no matter what he said, no, I'm not disgracing and um, diminishing all of that because I've learned a lot and I've had good um, male leadership. And, of course, my husband, you know, that I submit to, right? So it's not an all or nothing thing or a generalized thing. It's me giving it to the Lord and allowing him to speak to me and showing me that he is the one that I needed to hear his voice more to allow him to shape me and form me because he's creating me and made me in his image. So I needed to pay closer attention to what he was saying, um, right? So I count my credit with God more than my credit with man. And God began to, in, in that, him um, using that to even help um, remove forms of fear of man as well, right? It was like kind of like a scrubbing, like creating a pearl, right? It was a little abrasive, you know, and facing it, a little abrasive, a little rubbing the wrong way, if you will. But at the same time, God was using that to shape and to form something beautiful and a pearl that would not be hidden and will not be buried, but for his glory and for his greater good and holding nothing against anyone, right? Other than holding all things loosely, every gift that he's given, every promise he's prophesied, you know, every promise that's written um, to subdue the enemy in our path, and, um, and to hold those gifts loosely and to, to step into them when we're called to step into them. So, um, so, some, so initially, some things can happen in the natural, like that, like that, a conversation, and it can happen in the natural. And that's how it's unpacked in the supernatural, right, and being yielding to the spirit without holding that offense right? The word says that love covers a multitude of sins and a multitude of of, uh, offenses as well. So we know that our humanity does have certain things, like our humanity does have limits. Okay, this is a reality that we need rest, okay? But we also know that we never um, are ministering out of our own strength ever, so in that, so that we, we need to uh, recognize our own soul and our own humanity along with their spirit, okay, while we have limits in our humanity for rest, but also not knowing or also not just giving into um, our flesh every time that it's tired and knowing Um, Right, Lord, is this a time that I press through? Like, yes, Lord, I'm tired, but I know I never minister out of my own strength anyway, God. And do I move forward here or am I at my limit? And if you know you're at your limit, then it's time to rest. You take a rest, right? So we don't push ourselves past our limits necessarily unless the Holy Spirit is teaching something and mining something in you. So we're aware of our human limits. But at the same time, our humanity, um, because Christ bore and walked on earth in, in humanity himself, fully God and fully man, the shame was he bore that in his own flesh, 
that you and I may have wholeness. So this is not, shame is not a part of your human nature. Now the enemy will, will want you to think otherwise, okay? Um, it is a hidden lie of the enemy and a tactic to keep us either idle, I mean, there's various things that could happen here. These are just a few. To keep us idle, so we're not moving forward or we're not shrinking back. You know, we're just kind of in the same place, um, not taking any risk, not t- you know, stepping out in faith, whatever it might be, or to be isolated in some way. And you might be around a lot of people. I've heard testimonies of people say those people who are extroverts. That they are, they love to be around a lot of people, but when the party's over, they completely crash. Like they don't have anything else to give because there's something inside of them that is, they're isolating from the very people that they're with. And it doesn't matter how many people you can be with and a multitude of people and a multitude of places. If you want to keep this shame or this place hidden, it will be exhausting, okay? Because we can't have like pseudo connection or manufactured connection, um, and we do need we do need true connection, uh, which brings us love. And this is the Lord knows this, right? And last week we talked about His power and His love and a sound mind, and He loves us, and He's demonstrated it. And he's the first one to show us we are loving. We are worthy of his love. And that he accepts us. He accepts us fully. He sees value in us by dispensing gifts and trusts us with that. And he sees our worth because he paid a high price to purchase us. So our humanity, our flesh, is under the spirit, and Jesus purchased it for us. So we have a covering in the blood and a release through the power of the cross and through the power of the blood to set us free even in parts of our human nature. Do we have limits? Yes, but there's parts of our human nature. And so the shame brings a doubting. This is the spiritual aspect to it, is that the shame actually brings a doubting. You doubt your identity, right? I'm not good enough. Um, I don't measure up. Whatever it might be. There's some other elements that we'll talk about um, as well. Because of... um, what happened on the cross, our growth is a work of righteousness, and that is our identity in the sense of who we belong to. We're, we, you're fully known and fully loved, right? I think there's a song um, there. And uh, Christ died for you when we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. How much more? It's his kindness. That brings us to repentance and knowing, wow, I have such a need. It's just so humbling, right? I have such a need for a savior, just someone to save me and rescue me from myself and my own wayward path, right? And there he was. He did that. And then his invitation and his truth 
bringing you and leading you by his mighty right hand, leading you to himself, drawing you in. Yes, Lord, thank you, Father God. Thank you for wholeness, Lord. So when Jesus uh, was tempted by the enemy in Matthew 4, I believe it was, one of the first things that the enemy was speaking to him, he says, hey, you know, and the Lord um, told him, hey, it's written in the word because the word is ratified and it was like legal, <laughs> if you will, and um, complete, complete truth, right, and perfect And so naturally he would use the word, which I love that. But the enemy was trying to get Jesus to doubt his own identity. It was almost like he was trying to shame him. Like, you're not who you say you are. Come on. Come on. You know, you're not fully that person. You can't be. And and so here we see this Jesus standing there and giving the word. But this uh, shame is, I believe, Um, there's doubt attached to it. Now, the reason I'm saying this is because I want, I literally want to uncover the scheme, the subtle scheme of the enemy where we call it, oh, that's just my human nature and I have to live with this and I'm never, you know, it's just the way it is. Everybody deals with this and yada, yada, yada. No one moves ahead, you know, only a certain few they're called enough. That's not true. So again, however the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, recalling things to you, um, and sharing with you as I am speaking, please capture what he, the Holy Spirit is recalling to you because these are healing words. He's bringing forth a healing in areas in our very soul um, that he's purposed and purchased for his own. This is his, Okay. So maybe, again, you might feel that you're unlovable um, to a certain degree, right? And sometimes, um, you know, we have to trust people, um, you know, where it says confess your sins one to another to to, uh, do that in a trusting manner. Um, Okay, so, and we don't ever, certainly wouldn't want to feel, um, or, or maybe someone feels like a failure. I just feel like a failure. These are shame-based, um, and so they're saying the words and identifying the words and the feelings and the actions, but there's actually shame and doubt there that needs to come to, uh, to draw near to the Lord. So some of the images, those are the descriptions of shame. Some of those were used by Ed Welch. There's his name. So then uh, we go on to, um, and he's provided these as well, the images of the uh, rule of shame in scripture are identified um, in the Old Testament as naked or exposed, right? They were cast out of Eden, unclean, barren, or you question um, if you're cursed by God in a certain area. Or if he's listening, you know, there's a long-awaited prayer uh, that you've prayed. Okay, the leper was isolated, and he was not acceptable within the community. These, these are, you know, uh, elements of shame. So anything done to you, you might feel contaminated, weak, or poor, worthless. There was the tax collector, 
And we see the tax collector, you know, um, while he, Zacchaeus climbed up in a tree so that he could see, but Jesus seen him and Jesus knew him and he met him where he was, right? He went out of his way to meet him and then to sit with him because he wanted to be close to him and he knew where the healing was. Being close to Jesus brings forth our healing. And he wipes these things away, we know, by the power of the cross. Okay, do you believe, do you believe that God is intentionally being silent to you, that you've been forsaken or not enough, um, any heavy, heavy, heavy grief or loss and a betrayal type of thing? Um, okay, and we can read. And some of these passages that I want to give you, I want you to seek the Lord on your own and ask him to speak to you and to reveal to you, shed his light to you. So we want to speak to the Lord about our fears and our troubles, the good, the bad, and the scary. We want to speak to the Lord about that. And we dialogue with him and some, as we read and see how Jesus dialogued with Christ when he felt those moments as well in Psalm 22. So now we are priests. It's our job, to, and a priest's job and role is to come close to God. And that's what we do here. Do you see how the cleansing, healing prayer um, if you will, and even the prophetic prayer is actually even to uh, a, while it is encouraging, it can be comforting, it can be reassuring, it can bring forth potential, it can bring forth confirmation, but it's to bring us closer to God. So even if you don't recognize it, it's an invitation to ask God more about the word that you've received. What does that mean? Like, how does that apply? When am I going to see this? You know, whatever your natural curious conversation would be with the Lord, it is to draw him closer to God. So it is a time of healing that enriches us to the closeness of God, to enjoy the closeness of God. And Christ wants this, right? I mean, you look at the whole pattern and the whole story, and the whole meta-narrative. Christ wants us to enjoy his closeness. And when we enjoy his closeness, we have rest. We have rest in our soul and in our spirit. And now we don't want to, like, do an archaeology kind of a thing and go and dig things up. We just want the Holy Spirit, right? We just want to work with the Holy Spirit where he has us and rest where, where when, he, when we're in his closeness and in his fellowship and we have that. We want to rest in that. And it says those who look, Psalm 34, 5, those who look to him are radiant. So praise God. So if we look also at the whole lineage of Christ, right, Tamar and the, the, the people, right, in Matthew 1, if you look at the whole lineage of Christ and what they did and not did and who they are, um, Christ was destroying shame when he called forth his own lineage. He was destroying it. So we need to get a concept. He's destroying shame in us as well because that's what he bore on the cross as he bore our shame from our sins. So if you're confessing your sins and you're born again, 
Christ has destroyed your shame. It is a work, a, a subtle scheme of the enemy, which we are uncovering and unpacking to bring doubt on your very, on the very nature of who God's created you to be, which is in his likeliness. And it's just another way the enemy, really, the enemy is so subtle um, and his attack necessarily isn't against you personally, although it is in some ways, but it truly is because of your association with Christ. But you have no shame. So Jesus was beaten and mocked and scorned. He endured those things. So he took that upon himself and made the exchange on the cross for us. And on the cross was disgrace, right? He he experienced disgrace. He experienced insult. He was treated as nothing publicly scorned. And we can read these in Psalm 22 again. Psalm 23, Isaiah 53, 54, and 55. And these could be healing chapters for um, some people, so please don't dismiss all of us. And um, Isaiah 53 and also in Psalm 22, it says, He was despised by men. Have you ever been despised by a community of people? It says, No beauty. Uh, we would desire was in him. So, I mean, think about that nowadays. We are very, like, really, like, would you befriend him? Would you follow him? No, no beauty that we should desire was in him that we could see in the natural. He was despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrow, acquainted with grief, did not um, they did not esteem him, so he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement for our peace was upon him. And this is the exchange that took happen from an innocent servant. So you know that place where you've been mistreated and you know likely despised, and it's left this lingering voice of doubt and sin and maybe in this place someone's sitting against you in a betrayal they've never asked for forgiveness and because the sin is active so is the voice of shame and we and this is a subtle scheme of the enemy because now it's placed on you but it you exchange it unto Christ and when we forgive And when we release it unto Christ and cover it at the power of his cross and ask him to reconcile that. And even Leviticus 17.11 says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your very soul. Yes. Yes, our very soul are under the atonement of the blood. So it's upon him. And when we forgive and release, then no longer is that sin active. The shame goes to the cross. Do you see? But as long as we wear that, 
hey, I've been betrayed, blah, blah, and keep that active without it being a particular testimony or the results or the um, what you learned from it, the outcome, whatnot. And yeah, the betrayal was very hurtful, but you know what? The Lord was there. He spoke to me just like I was speaking earlier about the testimony of, hey, women, you know, trying to strong arm and gently, you know, expose shame and you're out of place if you seek this. You know, my example I used earlier, you know, if that is forgiven, going to Christ and listening as a priest, we draw close to him and listening for his healing, listening for his word, because his word is his ways. He's going to teach us his ways, and he's going to teach us his will. And this is what we're going to follow after. But it releases us when we forgive that person, even if you confront them and they don't own it, whatever it might be. There's various multiple degrees, um, examples, and outcomes. <laughs> But we have to be okay with ourselves. Like, do I never want to say anything? What if I never said anything? Will I regret that? Okay, then let's figure out the next step. Then I'm going to say something, but then what is that going to look like? And how is my reaction going to be? Let's take some time, go through that. Okay, now I'm ready to confront because I don't need anything from that person. But I, other than confronting, like that sin was a valid sin, um, Right, but you don't need them. You don't necessarily need more from them. Although when they do confess or they do own or they do apologize, it completely. Because think about the times when people have done that in your life that are that are closest to you. It completely removes that. It just like spiritually shifts and moves something off of you. And it's this area. It's this area that I'm talking about. So God is restorer of the breach, right? And God clothes us, right? He talks about clothing us. And even in Colossians 4, and then he gives us robes. He gives us garments, and he gives us robes. Um, and we're his bride, you know, with his garments and his bride. And then in heaven we have robes of righteousness, right? So he's continually uh, cleansing and growing and covering us every step of the way, covering us. Okay, Joshua was a high priest. So whatever happened to Joshua, and Joshua can, can claim, right, the ascending and descending of even angels, this can happen to you. You are a high priest, and we draw close to the Lord. And many of you who are listening here know you are people who draw close to the Lord or you're desiring to draw closer to the Lord. And the Lord is using that element of PGN, Prophetic Grace Network, and his grace to meet you, um, right? And to bring forth his healing, to bring forth his closeness um, and enrich your lives and empower you with his spirit that you might find rest for your soul and for your spirit. And what Joshua does next as a high priest, this is an element here, is... um, that says the angel of the Lord, Jesus, um, puts on a new turban, um, the covering the wrappings upon his head is actually the turban represents um, a king. So now he's crowning him 
and his thoughts, why he's doing it, covering his mind as a king. We are kings and priests. We need to walk in a place where we are, most of us know here and myself, are calling to pray as high priest and drawing close to the Lord. But now the element and replace old garments of shame that says we're not kings or that we don't have that place, um, you know, or, or it's hard to know what it looks like because we've doubted it for so long or wondered if we missed it or uh, we're out of step or regret or whatever it might be. But he's going to replace the turban upon our head with fresh garments that are honorable to the Lord. So the Lord comes to bring honor upon your mind today and to call you for it as his king or his queen, right? To come forth um, and to stand in that place. So think about in scripture too where you've seen uh, we see this in the Old Testament where we see the priests and the kings. They usually didn't have the same uh, anointing, if you will, it's referred to at times, or the same assignment. They were too different. And then we begin to see people who did have, um, that they were prayer and prophetic and carried both both of the mantles, if you will, we like to say, right? But because this is what we have, <laughs> what the Lord is saying, I am merging those things together for you, I'm doing that for you. So you, you are my bride, right? I will take care of you. I will clothe you, provide. And I'm going to honor you. I'm going to honor you, this kingship. So one of the things that was suggested was in the Zephaniah 3 prayer is asking, okay, if you're not there yet, but you want that and you're hearing the Spirit speak to you, um, you know, asking people, your intercessor friends, to pray Zephaniah 3 over you until you get that release, until you get the revelation um, of what the Lord is doing and his realities for you and to not turn away and to not to turn away, even if it's the priestly, to not turn away from drawing close to him, not turning away from being representing, being represented with fresh gar- garments that are honorable to you to walk into the kingship and to cover your mind, right? That he's covering that with his honor. If he honors you in that place, you are covered. Okay. And the Lord himself will rebuke Satan. And as the Lord, the Lord rebuke you, Satan, the Lord do it himself. So thank you, Lord, so Father God. And then we do the last thing. Two last things I do need to open the phone line here as um, the meal remembers. So the reality is that he doesn't turn away. And this is why we take the meal with him and commune with him, right? Do this. Um, in remembrance of me, if you need to read Isaiah 53, 54, 55, 20, Psalm 22, 23, um, before you take communion to see the reality of what he's done for you and how he hasn't turned away and what he's faced and the exchange that he's made for you, then this is what you do. And then De- Deuteronomy 7 
as well. I'm probably not going to be able to read that. I'm not, not actually going to be able to read it, but verses 6 through 9, or 11, excuse me, um, talks about God's love for you and his faithfulness to you, and he chose you, um, and he loves you. And he's saying, I love you, not because you were a people of great number or the least of people, because they were both um, at times, because the Lord loves you because um, he would keep his oath to you um, and to his fathers, and he brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage to the hand of Pharaoh. And so shame is a form of bondage, and God knows that. It is not just our humanity. Shame is not our human nature, okay? It might draw attention to maybe something we need to give attention to if it's repentance. Okay, but a lingering shame of the things that I mentioned earlier, and if you're just joining us, you will need to go back and to, you know, you want to hear that to unpack and uncover the things of the subtle um, lies of the enemy, the subtle schemes of darkness over your identity with doubt um, and shame. So it's not just your human nature. It's not just something you have to get over on your own. There's a spiritual element to it that you need to meet and draw near to the Lord and to know him, right? In Ephesians and Colossians, it says, may you know him um, with wisdom and spiritual insight and the knowledge and grow in your knowledge of knowing him, right? So this is how we do it. So when I know him more, I realize who I am more. And, you know, who, who the enemy is trying to get me to hold on to or to linger doubts or to lingering past or whatnot, whatever it might be. So the Lord loves us because we're his special treasure and his people um, on the face of the earth. So we are the kings and the priests on the earth. That's where he's placed us here. So we need to know what that assignment is. So pray, Zephaniah 3, have your intercessor prayers pray over you to get a release. You're welcome to pray that over myself as well. I'd like to go deeper in the revelation and the freedom, right? And sometimes we don't know what we're holding on to until we see it, until we know, until it's shown to us, right? We want to navigate, Lord, we are not held captive. Do not let your shame hold you captive. If it is, it's totally a scheme of the enemy not your human nature. It's not because you're not good enough. It's not because you haven't figured it out. Because there's a spiritual element to it where the Lord is bringing you in and drawing you to be closer. Now, um, as I was doing this, I just happened to oversee Dr. Caroline Leaf, if you've seen her, um, that talks about her mind. She has an app called the NeuroCycle app, and she was talking about shame. There was a post she did about, she says, you, can't, you cannot shame yourself into change. You can only love yourself into healing. So, and then she talked about her app. So I have no idea if her, her app, I'm assuming, is free. Um, that's why I mention it. So I don't know otherwise if that's the case. But for those of you that want to go deeper and um, just have all those aspects, you know, cheering you on <laughs> to freedom and being set free, then praise God for that. So, Father God, we thank you for the power of your blood and the power of your word and the power of understanding, Father God. We thank you for the wisdom, God, for uncovering this, God, that it is not ours, God. We just repent for anything that we've carried or grabbed a hold of or lingered or bent our ear to, 
God, or even maybe lacked um, understanding, uh, Father, into the realm of our uh, nature, our soul, and our spirit, God. I thank you, Lord, for to continue to cultivate the things of the spirit uh, that our ears might hear um, and receive and be set free, Father God. So have your way, Lord. We invite you to search us and to know us, Father God. We thank you for calling us into your kingdom and sealing us with your blood and placing your honor. God, we ask for your honor to be placed on those that are listening uh, with fresh garments and fresh turbans, God, that you've placed us here on earth to be, God, kings on earth, God, that we would take our rightful place, God, and the things of um, those that are spiritual sensitive, like myself, Father God, that we'd be able to discern when we're walking in places um, where maybe we feel the shame or we hear it or discern it, God, and know that we would have the wisdom to cut through it and use your sword um, as the discerner and the rightful divider, um, God, from us and where you have us to walk, Father God, that we could bring forth and change those atmospheres through the power of your word and the power of your blood, Father. So teach us, God, those that are spiritual sensitive, God, uh, to discern and to walk through those jungles, Lord, and those places and those communities and those uh, travel even through the land, God. Um, Lord, we pray for, uh, again, your wisdom, Lord, teach us in those areas, God, that we would recognize, even if we just hear it gently, we would utilize, even if we never heard it before, we'd utilize, we would hear and obey because we receive a blessing. When we listen and obey, we receive a blessing because we're acknowledging him and we're giving his voice. Yeah, we're giving his voice. Um, it's rightful place, you know, it's first place. Um, next to ours, because he's managing our lives, really, and leading us on the path that we should walk on. So we thank you, God, for uh, many, Lord, that need to be delivered from evil, delivered from wickedness. God, I thank you for teaching them, Lord, those in the communities in which they live, and we know we live in different places. People live in condos. They live in different regions. They live in apartments. God, and housing, um, townhomes, God, there's many houses, God, uh, trailers, many different forms of dwelling places, God, where we tabernacle with you, God, and our very being, Father. So we thank you for teaching us along the way and being with us. We invite you into those places, and uh, we give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory in Jesus' name. Okay, guys, that took me a little longer than I... Thought. So, um, but thank you for staying with me. We're opening the phone lines now. So, eight two eight nine eight nine. Good evening. Is this Jennifer? Very it is. Thank you. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for hanging with us. Okay. Thank you. Hold on. Let me. Um, I almost muted myself for a second. Let me mute you, and I'll come right back to you. So, Father God, we thank you uh, for Jennifer. God, we thank you for her standing on your word. Lord, um, firm foundation, you know, I see you standing up, standing in a firm foundation, but then you're also on stilts. I don't know if I've given this, I've seen others on stilts before. I don't know if it was you or not, but you are, um, even though, but <laughs> this is the whole picture, if you will, is you standing in a firm foundation and then 
and then you are standing on stilts. And so the foundation is, it is still firm and you're standing firm. Um, I don't know what the element is, but the Lord just making you walk above the things of this earth. You know, even though while you're on the earth, you're walking above the things of this earth. So you're not in their, necessarily their realm and their place where they can trip you up and trample on you. Um, you know, it's just the higher realm, you know, and you have a different view. Just like if you drive a car or you drive an SUV or a van or a truck, you know, you're just a little bit higher up in traffic and you can kind of see what's ahead a little bit better uh, than maybe some other people. You know, and you can navigate, um, you can navigate in the land and in the earth and places um, where you see. So the Lord, right, what, nobody knows any, we don't know anything. <laughs> I mean, well, we know the word is sure and true and a sure foundation, okay? But we really don't know unless the Lord reveals to us, we don't know anything. So what you're seeing in the land and how you're navigating and you see something a little bit further up and then you navigate to a different path a different area or, you know, cutting straight through why people are doing other things, you know, as you're navigating, it's because the Lord, the Holy Spirit is showing that to you um, to navigate successfully through that. So we thank you, Father God, um, for those skills, for that ability, God, for giving her eyes to see um, God and even directionally and uh, just the planning part, like the navigating is a planning and the um, and purposeful um, in the moment, you know, like it cuts through chaos, right? Because people in the land can have chaos, but it cuts through uh, the chaos. So we thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I just pray for everyone here listening. The Lord's, uh, you know, the things that he's taught us and in the nat- naturally, like it, it feels natural, but it also is his presence and his abilities that he's given us um, that we will navigate um, you know, other people will be experiencing chaos, but we will be able to navigate through through things with his wisdom and the abilities um, that we've already been um, stewarding, if you will, um, to the Lord. He's gonna he's we're gonna utilize those through times of chaos to to get us through and to help us during those times, which is also a form of um, navigating, but it might not be seeing higher, um, like on the stilted area, but it is like, hey, um, your senses, your keen senses to stewarding your abilities will lead you uh, through the chaos. So trust that. Don't trust the crowds. We can't trust the crowds. And, um, yeah, so we have to... uh, Keep our focus on the Lord and keep stay close to him. And then what our assignments are with a fresh turban upon our hearts, upon our minds. And what he's honored you with is to honor him back with, right? It's a full circle. So, Father, we thank you again for um, Jennifer, God, and just those navigational skills and tools. Um, and marking things out. So it's not just moving and navigating, but it's actually even like, um, you know how they do, okay, Um, yeah, it's marking things out. So I don't know if it's like you're writing the understanding down on how to navigate 
so it, there is a movement part to it. Um, but then there's also a, like the learning aspect of mapping it out is you're, you're writing that down, kind of like if you were an employee at a company and they say, okay, this is what we need you to do, this, this, and this. And then you learn like what works and what doesn't work and you write down. So the next person who comes behind you um, to take that job role they know how to, like, it's mapped out for them. So you probably, these are the things that I learned. Um, these are the skills like, hey, you might learn some other things, but here I'm, I'm willing to share this with you and give this to you, right? So there's that, that type of navigation as well. I'm not sure what to call that. But um, there's you literally moving um, with your steps and seeing, but then also mapping, I'm calling it mapping it out, but there's something like um, writing the understanding of it or something of that sort. So um, I don't know what else to call that. So um, Father, we thank you for those skills, for those abilities. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God, in the name of Lord Jesus. Okay, I'm not sure if this is for you or for somebody else listening. I'm not sure, but um, I'm seeing, like, in the chaos, there's people that are actually really drinking, like, swamp water, and they're just so desperate. They're just drinking. They're thirsty for water. And I don't know that necessarily this is, gosh, I mean, how do I say? I mean, I don't know necessarily it's end time. Is it end time? But are we in the end time today? Like, I guess we are, right? And people are thirsty, I think, for the things of the Lord, you know, and the chaos. Um, you know, maybe the chaos is going to increase. I don't know. But people, like, in the chaos and in the mix and the confusion, the desperation, I guess, they're actually drinking out of the swamp water where you normally, person wouldn't normally do that, you know? Like, it's deranged. Like, this is what I'm going to do just to survive. If this is all I have to survive, this is what I'm going to do. Like, this is what I see, like, the attitude and the urgency and the desperation in people's hearts. And there are people listening here that are, and maybe, Jennifer, it's something that you see ahead, but I believe that there's others as well that you know how to, um, the well, the living well, and the fountain of life, you know, and to draw fresh water for people to refresh them and to give them the living water that is from a clean cistern you know, and drink from their own cistern, too. I don't know. There's something. There might be something even more here, too, that um, if anyone's listening, you don't have to verify with me or confirm with me. I just want you to listen to the voice of the Lord and heed uh, whatever it is he's speaking to you to drink out of your own cistern and that it's clean and living water. But those that you know how to draw from that well, of living water and fountains that are refreshing. We need to offer this to people. We need to be offering this to people so they know where to find it before they become desperate and deranged and like hopeless. Like this is my hope that I have to drink out of. And I don't know, you know, this could be something the Lord's doing in my heart too, seeing it, that that I got to drink out of a swamp water that's infested with blah. 
Okay. Let me just pray something into that, God. Help us to have eyes to see. God, we know that you send people to us, God, that are perishing the power of the cross, Lord, and the fragrance to be your fragrance, God. Uh, But some are perishing, God. So help us to know those, God, to awaken our spirits to those that are perishing and give us. Give us the words, God, that are your words that are refreshing and healing and restorative that they might find you as well. And to open blind eyes and bless eyes and ears to meet you, God. Help us, God, to help others to find faith in you. In Jesus' name. Okay. Well, that was intense in my spirit. So. Amen. Okay. Praise wow. God. Yeah. Wow. That is so on point. That is, wow. Like he's really, um, how do I say this? I mean, it's pretty complicated, but the whole map thing, um, he's mm-hmm. been happy, having me map out, how do I say this? Like if I can see this, giving me instructions for a city um, and showing me oh. secret things about a city that he's having me put on a map. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's all you have to say. You don't have to reveal anymore. So praise mm-hmm. God. Because I yeah. definitely, when I seen you on the silt, you were definitely going through a community. It was You were going yeah. through a community. So, Father, we thank you, God. We thank you, God, for illuminating these things, for freeing these people. We thank you, God, that you're community-minded. I thank you, God, for blessing um, Jennifer, God. I was going to call you Jen. I don't know if other people call you Jen. That you would bless her, Lord, um, with the blessings of the Lord. And others that are listening, this is important, why we have a clean turbans on our head, that you might rightfully walk in your kingship on earth because of the sake of the communities and others. So we thank you, God. We thank you for those fresh turbans for each of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. Wow, such confirmation. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Wow. There used to be all these like swamp signs over the city. Like I just got a picture of them when you were talking in my mind. Like he reminded me oh, of like places actually. I know exactly where they were and I'm gonna have to inquire about that. But um I don't know, it may be something to map out, I'm not sure. That was interesting. Oh, so I don't know if I've ever seen a sign for a swamp. So, so you've seen signs for a swamp? Yeah. Was, um, they've had, you know how, you know, when people run for government, um, well, their posters like that, they are, that they had put out around different under out, outlying towns, I guess. That I noticed, and he pointed them out years ago. But that came to mind as you were talking about the swamp. And oh wait! Oh, were there signs that said, 
Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. Ironically, what? Mm-hmm. Um, I just I remember where the signs were, like um, I I just remember where they were, still in my spirit that that's for me, um, key. I kind of have a word oh, wow. to to different people, you know, in different ways through a word, but yeah, kind of personally, okay, breaks the bread. Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah that's yeah. cool. Well, um, so mm-hmm. let me ask you. So, do you mean the signs where they used to say? Um, years ago, drain the swamp. That sign. No, but I have seen those. Oh, okay. I thought maybe that's what you were trying to trying to allude to. Oh, okay. I can ask my husband because he's an outdoorsman. He's like in the woods a lot, and he's actually come across. Mm -hmm. He likes to hunt and fish and all that jazz. And um, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like a real Daniel Boone. You know, (laughs) you read the story about Daniel Boone, and it said. It says, the woods called to Daniel. It's like, I feel like that's my husband. I was like, that's you. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> he's actually ran into people, homeless people living in the woods and has witnessed to them and yes. brought them food and yes. books and stuff, you know. But um, I'm going to ask mm-hmm. him if he's ever seen a sign for a swamp. Because I, I don't know that I've ever had that I can. Anyway, just curious now that I mean, it came up. But that's yeah. It's like bells going that's off. That's cool that you can. Um, when you're, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's cool that you, um, that is cool. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm just so hungry. <laughs> just like, just has so much confirmation. I mean, literally, I've had, he had me get maps and he's been having me do, well, giving me instructions on things and um that's just so much confirmation. Wow. Oh, praise praise awesome. the Lord. Yeah, praise God. That is very cool. That is, mm-hmm. that is cool. Wow. Oh, Lord, navigating, very good. Navigating. Definitely navigating. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> oh. Oh, very cool. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, thank oh, you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you so much for um, joining us and being here tonight. God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. I appreciate all that you shared tonight because um, it really spoke to me. It's actually my testimony is very similar, so thank you. Oh, okay. Awesome. Well, praise God. Thank you for saying that. I did feel, um, I know I went a a little longer than I usually do, but I did feel um, that it was connecting um, someplace. So hopefully, um, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad for what the Lord does and um, how he uses his word and his timing and things. God bless you as well. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Have a good week. You too, Deborah. Bye. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Okay, our next caller is eight oh four two one eight. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Who am I speaking to? Surprise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll say it just because you're supposed to. This is Angie from Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> well, good evening. <laughs> you're, you're a fun one. That's nice. That's like joy of the Lord as a strength. Okay, let me mute you for a second. And I'll be back. That's great. So, Father God, we thank you for Angie, Father God. In Jesus' name, Lord, we lift her up to you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for the great I am. You know how Abraham had a name and then God breathed into him, right? So, like, the, um, you know, I see the Lord's eye being upon you and him breathing into you. I don't know if there's something afresh that he's breathing and speaking into you and bringing life to um, in that particular realm. Like, um, yeah, like the Lord um, breathing his breath that is breathing life into something um, or into a certain area or realm. Um, And I don't know if it's going to be like through an identification of how you are serving him or minister um, unto him, um, but I'm seeing I'm seeing a connection there. So I thank you for that, Father God. Lord, we thank you for your purposes uh, for Angie's life, God. In Jesus' name, we thank you for bringing those for us. Jesus' name. You know, the Lord um, has a, uh, a unique way of putting the way that we think about things and the way that we frame them into a new thinking and a new and his framing and his thinking. And um, I was sharing our church had a thing um, this is just an example, but our church had a, a luncheon thing or whatever, a celebration, and we sat with a gal who was a reading teacher, and somehow my husband got on the story how he wasn't a good reader when he was a kid, and so, um, and it's not that I wasn't necessarily a good reader, but I definitely, like, I didn't have as many um, traumas as he did in this area, but um, I do remember sitting in the back of the class and in the reading lab, you know, with the five kids who are a little behind maybe. And, um, but I remember the teacher telling me, look, and this is so interesting, look at the picture, which this is a strange way to teach someone how to read. So we were kind of telling her our story, you know, to show her, like, because she was talking about uh, just the elements that they use for this reading thing is so much easier for people to, if they understand to read the right way and the rules when there are no rules and yada, yada. So um, I said, well, maybe you need to hear our stories so that you can know like each child that you meet with, how you're impacting them for a lifetime um, and your patience and the quality of care that you're giving them, you're impacting them for a lifetime, you know. And she almost had tears in her eyes. But so here's the thing is that in that, right, and the teacher saying, look at the picture, look at the picture, which to me still, even when I say it, is a very odd way to tell me how to read. Now what do the words say? Now look at the words, which is so weird. 
bizarre to me because even though it was Jack and Jill going up the hill with the pale water, there was a dog in the picture. And I'm like, well, like, what's the dog's name? And he's probably thirsty. Is he ever going to get any of that water? <laughs> you know, so, um, so how the Lord, so how I'm saying this is that my thinking and my, my framing, how the Lord took that and put it into his thinking and his framing is that I hear from him in pictures and that that was no accident. That was no disgrace to me. The Lord was developing, like the Lord had that framing and thinking, like if I limit myself to the trauma or whatever, it wasn't really trauma, I wouldn't really call it that. But if I limit myself to the not measuring up or feeling left behind in some ways, then, um, but if I see God's imprint on my life, it changes his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. And I begin to see um, how he sees and I see his pictures and I speak into that. What do, what do you see? I mean, I don't even know if she knew she was being prophetic, right? So what I'm saying to you, Angie, is God taking the very thinking and framing of your own and shaping it into God's thinking and framing um, and whatever those things are that he's using into your life. I also, again, just going back to the breath of God. Breathing into you um, life, and somehow that's the connection of your um, how you will minister out of that, like Abraham did, right? That became like his ministry and his ongoing connection from generation to generation to generation, you know. So, praise God, amen. Thank you, yeah. So, yeah, you came on early tonight. Um, yeah, you know what? I do come on at 6.30. I started a little bit earlier because, um, well, one, I was running over, filling over my time frame was filling over into Randy starting. So I really needed to um, stop 15 minutes prior so that um, – I think her call accidentally dropped for some reason. I have no idea why. Okay, if she calls back, I'll let her on. But anyway, that's why I started earlier. And so hopefully you'll call back in. <laughs> and I can open your phone line again if you do. Okay, so anyways, praise God. I'm not sure why it just dropped for no reason. Okay, so let's move on to our next caller. 870-415. Good evening. Who am I speaking to? Shavonda from Arkansas. I'm sorry, can you say that again? Shavonda from Arkansas. Okay, Shavonda from Arkansas. Thank you. God bless you. Okay, let me mute your phone line for a minute. Father God, we thank you for Shavonda, Father God. Um, In Jesus' name, Lord, we just lift her up to you, God. And, And we thank you, Lord, for making those places where you're meeting with the Lord. Um, you know, like a, I don't know, they call it in the, um, in the um, Hebrew or the Jewish, the Sukkoth, S-U-K-K, 
K-O-T-H, I think is something of that sort. Um, but it's a place, um, even in the wilderness or outdoors, right? So you're out and about, but it's a meeting place with the Lord, like a covering um, of his presence um, and of his nature over your life. So I'm seeing you meeting him in places um, like where his covering and his presence just come over you, you know, and it's, um, you know, they used to do it once. I forget what occasion it was, but it was for a week that they would be outside in the elements that God could trusting that the Lord actually could cover them from every circumstance and every need that they had, um, you know, even uh, through any elements of outdoor and all of their provision and warmth and heat and food and, you know, all of their needs that God was able to cover them. So, um, again, and I see, um, I don't know if you ever did one of those prayerfully, but sometimes there's a um, real anointing of the presence of the Lord to hover in that place because it's known as a meeting place of the Lord. So I see his presence coming over you in different places where he's actually just meeting with you, like you feel his covering in that place at that time. And, you, you know, you might even be, you might even be just like, sitting in a chair at the pharmacy waiting for your prescription. You just feel the presence of the Lord overtake you, you know, just go dive into that and allow yourself to be engulfed with it. Um, and what he wants to speak to you, rest in his stillness um, and fullness um, that he's placing upon you at those times. So praise God for that because um, he can really do some deep things. Um, and again, there's stillness. I see um, just resting in his stillness in that and also his fullness, you know, bringing the fullness of his spirit to encompass you. Sometimes it can be a healing work. like, um, And so when I say healing, like, you know, there could be areas we don't even know to ask the Lord, right? And three years from now, we're like, oh, I didn't even know I needed to ask for this or whatever, you know. But um, at the same time, healing can be and many different aspects and, um, and in many different ways. Yeah, there's just many different ways because we're very complex um, as people. And, and even our minds are really complex um, and restorative. So even literally when we sleep at night, our minds are restoring. Like the neurons are rebuilding. They're getting rid of. Um, things that aren't functioning as well. Like it's a way, it's a way where we're, we're literally resting, but God's created the very nature of our being to do its job, right? To get rid of cells that aren't needed, to dispense of them, you know, and rid them, and then to recultivate new and to bring refreshing, right? Even our blood does that, right? When we give blood, it restores and it replenishes itself. So even in the natural, our very physical being is created in such a manner where this restoration and restoring and replenishing um, is happening within us. So when we come unto the fullness of the Lord's presence, he can do all that or a very deep work at even a cellular level that we don't even know. Um, and, you know, and we all have prayers that we pray before the Lord. I'll send one of my prayers, but just very deep on how he will cover me, like even the organs in my body and certain things of the preservation, right? Part of the prophetic is to bring preservation. And so um, 
anyways, you know, um, so he could be even healing areas in the very deep places that you've asked of the Lord at, again, a cellular level. We just don't know uh, when we come into the fullness of his presence. It's like everything recognizes, even in our very, every cell recognizes, you know, the, the creator, you know, there's this presence um, that wasn't abiding here before. So, again, it can be um, very rejuvenating um, and healing and many different complexity, complexities within physically, you know, psychologically, in our brains, or emotionally, whatever it might be. Um, anyways, I see him doing that, uh, um, you know, these, like, meeting places. But he's establish them for you like you'll step into them but it's a meeting place that he's established for you to be so just know and recognize like hey try not to rush and you know um whatever um if any distractions are happening in the moment give that to the lord and ask him to take that and to work those things out and like if you're going to be late for something or whatever you know i mean not certainly not losing your job or responsibility but you know what I'm saying like just have a conversation with the Lord about that so you can take in the complete stillness and the complete fullness um, of his presence while he's meeting with you so praise God yes ma'am praise God thank you so much for that Uh, it makes sense right now everything that I'm going through right now it makes perfect sense especially um, just having his presence come over me and sometimes seeming like the oddest time. Oh, cool. Very cool. God bless you and thank you for that. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. Do you have any prayer requests or... Um, I would actually uh, like to pray for a friend. Her name is Cecily. Okay. Okay. Cecily, and how can we pray for her? You just want prophetic prayer over her? Yes, ma'am. Okay, let me mute you for one second, and then I'll pray for Cecily. Thank you so much for joining us, and God bless you. It's a very cool testimony as well. Okay, hold on one second. Okay, I'm going to be silent for a minute, so just one second. Why? Um, Okay, so Father God, we thank you for Cecily, Father God, in Jesus' name. We just lift her up to you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for your signature and your inscription. You know how you have a, a name like a, um, we all have a name. One of those initials, you know, they inscribe like the initials. What is that called? Um, 
I don't know what that's called. I'm sorry. It's slipping my mind. But um, so I thank you, Lord, um, that her name is inscribed in the palm of your hands, as one version says, Lord. Um, and, I, and I just thank you, Lord. Like, it's like a, um, you know, you have your initials. Um, I, think, I think it starts with an S, like a signature type thing. Um, so, Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for moving upon her life and upon her heart. And so what it is is when we do that, usually it's usually on the left side um, that they do that. Um, like if you have it embroidered on something, like on a jacket or shirt, yada, yada. Uh, usually on the left side because it's your name and, and it's your identity and your person, if you will, that you hold it closest, that you hold it closest to your heart. Okay, because it's very endearing, and then it's the thought of it's your very life, and you are kind of like backing um, your very existence. And, you know, um, it's not necessarily like, you know, how some um, of the elite wealthy people will have a crest for their name, like this little symbol represents all of their name and everything that they do, yada, yada. Well, that little embroidery, three letters from our name, kind of is this like this abbreviated version of it, but it is it's just as worthy, if you will, as an individual and taking upon um, your own identity and your own life and your your own signature, which Christ has um, inscribed on her name on the palms of her hand. So um, I thank you, God, for her growing and her life and her signature of Christ um, and her identity in that, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, yes, amen. Well, thank you so much for having, letting us uh, pray for you and your friend. God bless you. God bless you, too. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Okay, so now we're moving on to 504-282. Thank you for calling. Who am I speaking to? Hello, it's Nicole from Louisiana. Hi, Nicole. Sorry, sorry. I um, I don't know why I do that every time. Hi. <laughs> she says hello. Oh, hi. What's her name? Do you mind, Sharon? Abigail. Abigail. Hi, Abigail. Hi, Abigail. My name is Miss Deborah. My name is Miss Deborah. Yes, oh, very good. Yes, awesome. You do a great job. Well, it's nice to meet you. Thank you. Nice meeting you. Okay, we love your mama here, too. Nice meeting you, too. God bless you. (laughs) Okay, let me pray for you, Nicole. Thank you. It's very sweet. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Very sweet. Okay. So Father God, we thank you for Nicole, God, in Jesus name. We just lift her up to you, God. We thank you for the Christ that is in Nicole, Father God, in Jesus name. God, we thank you, Lord, that her life is now hidden in you. God and you and her, God, we thank you for that, God. And I and I see um like in that area, like that big scope, you know, like in the old 
um, on the ships, they would open up like, to, or, or I don't know, maybe not just the ships, but they would open up the like a handheld um, binocular, except it would just be one thing and it would be like, um, it would unfold larger, 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 had different layers, you know, like four or five different layers and then they would look through it. So I see that like Christ um, you know, the zeroing in on certain things that he's having you see and not see, even from a distance. And for him, um, like, where, like, he is exemplified through your life at different times where other can, people can see that at a distance as well. And then, and then where it retracts and he's hidden within you, but you know that it's there and you're utilizing, um, you know, every aspect, every gift and every power of the Holy Spirit um, as you go about your daily life, you know, which is very, very cool. And there's probably more to like that kind of like a, it's kind of like a telescope, but the old fashioned version, the handheld thing, I think that's what it's called. So, (laughs) So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God, Lord, um, for your life that is in her, God, and her life being in you, God. Thank you, Lord. That's beautiful. It's just tucked away and always there. Thank you, Lord. And always can be found. And always can be, um, you know, like utilized to see further into like what you're asking, right? Like even when it says in the Jeremiah and the ancient path, look at the ancient path and ask, you know, which way you should go in, uh, you know, and choose the good way, right? But it's saying look and ask. And it's almost like you can, when I mean, you stand at the crossroads or the cross path, however it's worded, and um, it's almost like you can take this thing out and look you know, at the ancient paths, and you can look and see um, and then choose choose the right path. But it's very um, precious um, and definitely enriching and endearing um, in your heart uh, that being Christ in you and you in Christ and, and it being tucked away, but you are both Again, that exchange of you being in him and him being in you. So, um, Lord, thank you for that, Lord. Amen. So, praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I receive that word. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> it is beautiful. It was beautiful, like, seeing it and experiencing it. So, praise God. Okay, well, thank you. Do you have any prayer? Oh, go ahead. Um, no, I don't have any prayer tonight. Um, but I, it definitely it definitely resonates because you know I'm always asking him to direct my path. So everything I do, even small things, I you know I try and make sure I'm including and in, and in checking with his will. So I'm definitely confirming. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Now, I think last time I was on, was it you? I think I was talking about something about snow or something. Was that you? I was giving you a word. I think you were my last caller. I got disconnected. 
I got disconnected. Yes, I couldn't hear the whole thing. I was, and then I tried to call back, and I was locked out. Uh, okay, yeah, because I go past the time. You can't do that, but you can go back and listen to the tail end of it. Because I think I thought that you probably just for some reason either I thought your battery died, you know, your phone died, or um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, okay, got you. Okay, so yeah, I think I did finish it at the end of the. So if you can find that, I don't remember what I said mm-hmm. now, but I just was remembering because Angie got cut off and I think I thought, Oh, I think you got cut off uh, as well for mm-hmm. some reason. Okay. I'll but go back anyways. and listen. Yeah. So praise God. Well, thank yeah. you so much for yeah. joining us. Yeah. It was good to talk to you and Abigail. <laughs> it was good to talk to you too, Miss uh, Deborah. Have a blessed night. Okay. Thank, thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. All right, our next caller, 240-482. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Good evening. Uh, This is Valerie from North Carolina. Hey, Valerie. Okay. Okay, let me um, maybe for one second. So, Father God, we thank you for Valerie in Jesus' name. We just lift her up to you, Father God. We thank you, Lord. Um, Lord, we thank you for the winds of the Spirit and even the four corners of the earth, God. Um, I don't know if you have um, the um, gift or desire or passion for evangelism. I don't know if that's part of, like, uh, part of your embedded into your person or not, or something that you do frequently. I mean, I know my husband is gifted in evangelism, and then I am just faithful, faithful to the Lord uh, to bring forth the word of the Lord um, to evangelize. And so, um, but there is a difference. Well, I could have amazing things happen and testimonies. There is a difference with my husband who's so much more keenly aware and I learn um, so much when it happens in the moment with him Um, so anyways so some people are anyways I don't so I don't know um, if you're gifted or have a passion desire in that particular area when I say the four corners I just think of the world you know and the spirit of the Lord moving um, and breathing with his wind on the four corners that just is, um, speaks to me, harvest and evangelism. Um, so I thank you, Lord, for Valerie, God, in Jesus' name, for moving her, Lord. And I thank you, Father, like, and even moving you in the sense by his spirit and by his wind. But I see you as being um, planted. Um, by streams of living water, like a living oak, right, where it talks about um, oaks um, of righteousness. That's a, oaks of righteousness. I'm not sure that is, but that's Isaiah 60, 61 or something of the sort. So um, the drawing, you know, your roots um, from the living waters, from the rivers, Um, and becoming an oak of righteousness. So I thank you for that, God, even if people are drawn to you for evangelism, to you for righteousness, right, Um, that we teach people um, or show people by the fruit of the Holy Spirit how to have faith in him, 
right? And to teach us along the way, right? This is your word. Even if you're, you know, Valerie, read something in the word of God, like, oh, I didn't know that that particular phrase went with that particular word. And, um, and like, <laughs> one is illustrates the, um, like the need, and then the other one illustrates the solution. Like if the Lord is showing you a solution in his word, like this is what you do. And you've never seen it like that before, and ask the Lord to teach you how to utilize that part in his word um, that he's showing you as a solution. Um, I don't know if the solution is, but it is a solution. I don't know if it's the right word for um, solution. Yes, I'm just going to stick with solution. Um, but he's showing you as a yeah, as his solution, like for people to have faith in God, right? He wants us to lead people to have faith in him. But what does that look like? Or teach me to teach others to have faith in you. What does that, how do you want to use me personally to impact people to have faith in you, to, like, what does that look like in my life? Okay, so just inquiring more of him when you see those things in his word that is, like, the solution or the answer, if you will. Yes, the solution or the answer. And um, and asking him how specifically he wants to use you to um, to fulfill that word, you know, for his purpose and it is for his glory. So, because he can have, you know, a whole bunch of people doing the same thing, but we're going to do it in different ways. But because he leads our steps and we commit our way to him, he leads us on those paths and the people that we cross paths with. And we don't even know it. It's the grace of God. And even being a light unto him uh, is the grace of God. We can be walking on the beach. The people that are passing you on the beach, it's just not they happen to be there at the same time, at the same vacation, at the same. It is the grace of God, the grace of God. Um, And um, you are being a light to them, right? We dispense our light and our beauty and our goodness. Even if you smile at them and they see you, they look you square in the eye they could walk away thinking, gosh, there was just something different about her. When I looked at her, she just seemed at peace with her soul, right? There's something different about that one. That is the grace of God. It's no accident. Just We just don't happen to cross paths. The grace of God is active, currently active in our lives. Um, so thank you for that, God, and thank you for Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Wow. I um. That's really interesting. I feel like I've got to <laughs> listen to it again, and you know, just see what what the Lord is trying to speak. Um, I think that uh, there are those times when I feel like the Lord is speaking to me. And so, um, I, but, you know, what I haven't been doing and what you mentioned is just taking that 
next step and just asking the Lord to kind of bring clarity, you know, what or, or how can I use this? What should I be doing with this or how does it apply to me? So um, that's great to know. Yeah, and as I, because I just try to jot down just a little bit um, what the Spirit does by people's names. And so as I wrote that down, I realized, I mean, I don't know if you have the gift of evangelism, but what I do see is what I wrote down is that and even the grace of God and crossing paths with people and, you know, you dispensing your light and, um and utilizing the word of God, however it is he's teaching you and, um, you know, if you have a conversation or not or whatever that might be. But a lot of that is evangelism because when we're being a light unto the Lord, we are, that is it, right? We're salt and light. So sometimes we don't even have to speak a word and we are evangelizing by his grace mm-hmm. and by being his light, you know, and just being different and being patient right? Why we're waiting in line. We're not saying anything, but we're being patient and we're being kind. Yeah. Yeah. And that is evangelism. I mean, that is showing a fruit that is not of this world, you know? Yes. I think that's very true. That's exciting. I haven't felt like yeah, I have the gift of evangelism, but um, I, you know, definitely have a desire to have that impact and to, you know, be a light and, um, you know, to those around me. And the way that you were just describing it, I, that's definitely me. Definitely me, I think. I just hadn't looked at it that way. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes we can... Um, like through our own stories and how we realized um, our need in Christ um, and just sharing people that like that, like through our own stories of brokenness and how we came to know the Lord is evangelism right there. Cause people definitely can identify with that, you know, mm-hmm. and their brokenness, you know? Yeah. As well, and I know that's not every conversation, but that's sure. Yeah, yeah but it's like you know, you're you're. It's like being. Uh, I don't know the how how it is in the in the Bible talking about like your. I guess mm-hmm. your conversation season with salt, you know. So. Oh definitely. right. Yes. 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 Okay. So very cool. Well, praise well, God. Thank you Does very you much. You're welcome. It's an honor to pray with you uh, for you. In ter- in term- yeah, so uh, I've just been under a lot of stress and just it's work has been stressful. Life, life in general is just stressful, and I would just like prayer for peace and um, guidance from the Lord, uh, but, but mainly peace. I just have been feeling a lot. You know, just a lot of anxiety around all the work that I have to do and responsibilities at home, um, just a lot more than usual. So I just wanted to ask for prayer for peace. Okay, absolutely. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for calling. I'll do that now. Thank you.
Okay, we're going to pray for Valerie. Then I have two more callers, which is 608 and 803, and then we'll be um, wrapping it up tonight. So, Father God, we thank you for Valerie, Father God, in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for the elements. Lord, um, your word says that you bless the work of our hands, um, Father God, and you cause us to prosper, Father God. So I pray in the work of her hands, Father God, um, and the meditation of her heart and her mind would be pleasing to you, God, in the sense where um, she's giving that to you, God, as she, as she thinks, Lord, and even if she's stressed in her thinking, God, um, and places all of those elements of her responsibilities um, and role for that need to be filled or need to be completed, Father God, that you would show her um, how to do that in a timely and an orderly um, fashion, Father God, that you would bless her in the times that she puts her hands to do that, that you would be her meeting place, God, that your wisdom and your reason, um, reasoning would be with her, God, to accomplish those tasks, God, um, not on her own, Lord, but uh, with you through the guidance of your Holy Spirit. And I thank you, Father God, for her being productive, Lord, in such a way, Lord, um, that is produced by your grace, Lord, and evidence of um, you speaking to her, Father God. And Lord, we ask, Lord, that you bring relief from any oppression, Lord, on deliverance from any battle, Father God, that the enemy might try to uh, force uh, his way or pin her down with um, or bog her down in some way. We break that off in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, um, that you would give her a new turban as well, God, um, this evening, God, and fresh uh, clothes, God, and a fresh turban, Father God, and garments that are honorable, um, Father God, um, in, in the workplace and in life, Lord. And we thank you, Father, that she is casting all of her cares upon you and that you will sustain her. God, and not cause her to be shaken. And Lord, when she lies down, um, your word says in Psalm 4, when we lie down, she will lie down in peace um, and rest, and she will sleep, God, and you will keep her in safety. So we thank you, God, for the fulfillment of your word uh, to be Valerie's father in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And no weapon formed against her shall prosper. Um, and any time that shall rise in judgment, God, um, that you shall condemn, God. So we thank you for making her as she meditates upon your word, Lord, that you would make her way successful, Father. And we thank you for giving her the very words, Lord, and the very fellowship um, of meditation um, upon you, God. We thank you, God, for consecrate. We consecrate her mind unto you, God, with the peace of God that rules and guards her heart and her mind. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Okay, um, our next caller is 608960. Good evening. Thank you for calling. I think this might be Shannon. Yeah, hey, it's Shannon. Okay, Shannon from Wisconsin. Okay, great. Let me pray for you. Thank you so much for joining us. So, Father God, we thank you for Shannon. Um, in Jesus' name, we praise you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We praise you, Lord. So I see you, like, pulling your foot out of, like, um, it's not necessarily the miry clay, 
but it's like it's like your foot it's like it's almost as if you feel stuck and you're feeling like one foot like you're stepping out of it and one foot is on the cement or whatever and then the other foot is being when it has a boot on it um it's pulling it out of this thing and it's like you had assumed you were stuck as you were pulling it out but like you really weren't i don't know it's very weird i don't know if the lord didn't see it as stuck or if he just seen um you know some of the lord tests us sometimes in very strange ways um like he brings us to things to reveal things to us sometimes you know like anyways um so I don't know if it's that kind of a, a thing, you know, where you felt stuck, but maybe you really weren't, um, you know, and, um, but even though it, in some ways, and what I'm seeing is like, in some ways for you, it seems tiring or like, oh gosh, I'm stuck, you know, but, um, but you're able to, um, you know, there's something about it, like when you were pulling it, you're, you're, like it almost came out very freely, even though there was mud on there. Um, but almost as if, you know, as almost as if I heard the words of the words, like he wasn't really stuck, but he felt stuck, but he wasn't really, you know, and I don't know if there's something that the Lord is doing to strengthen you, you know, I mean, the Lord's not demented in any way, but he does use different trials and tribulations and even persecutions to strengthen us, right? Um, and, and to anchor us into knowing him more and how he can um, do what he says he can do and be who he says he is, you know, in our lives, you know, and um, we can trust him more, we know him more. And, um, and understand him more, you know. So, um, and then he, you know, even in that, you know, our testimony, testimony grows more because um, we realize it is not um, even our own strength. And I don't know if there's something in there um, about um, just going through things in your own strength. Um, or feeling like it's in your own strength, but the Lord, like, being right there, like, and seeing it as, um, you know, I know I gave some of the scripture earlier that his ways um, are higher than our ways, and his thoughts are, you know, higher than ours. And um, so something about strengthening. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. We thank you for the freedom, God. But almost so the sense to me, like as I see it, is the sense that you had the boot on. There was like there's some like how did you know you were gonna land there? Like this, this is my natural like curiosity and this vision that I or this picture I should say. Um that I'm having. So um yeah, I don't know if the Lord if the Lord prepared you. Um, even unbeknownst to you. Um, yeah, there might be something to it. No, I don't know. I'm going to open your phone line. I don't know if you were here earlier, but I did a um, listen in earlier, but I did a whole um, teaching or illustration, expounding on truth, if you will, um, um, talking about shame. And um, there's, you know, like three elements to shame, the things that we do, the things that have been done to us, and then an association with. And, um, and anyway, I was just highlighting some of those and 
bringing out some of the, like, um, the hidden lie of the enemy, which is a subtle scheme of darkness, uh, which is shame, and how it causes um, doubt and even our own identity and some different aspects of such and illustrating, you know, what um, shame looks like, the description of shame and, and in scripture, you know, like the images of shame and how Jesus um, is drawing us closer to him. And, and really, it's not just our human nature. Uh, there's a spiritual element to that and for freedom. And I was just wanting to expose um, the subtle lie and scheme of the enemy uh, regarding shame. So um, I just want to say that not only to you, but our other listeners that have joined later. If you go back and listen to that or, you know, however that is or anyone streaming, um, you know, I really do think it is a um, – it is exposing a subtle scheme of the enemy that we definitely can have victory over. So praise God. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. And do you have any uh, prayer requests? Just uh, pray into my future and connection with the woman. That would be awesome. I'm actually in a store right now. I bought a little cute little jacket for my three-month-old niece but for me it's kind of hard to be in those aisles because I want the same for myself you know so yeah I was in and out okay oh god bless you okay that sounds so sweet okay I know my uh, granddaughter's going to be a year old I was with her today so I was getting my bill there okay let me um, pray for that thank you so much for joining us and god bless your niece and you're being generous and thoughtful to her as well and blessing her. So, Father God, we thank you for Shannon, God, and his future um, godly woman and companionship that will lead to marriage, Father God. We thank you for opening those doors wide open. May there be wide open doors um, for this, Father God, and crossing paths, God, and pathways, God, in Jesus' name. Um, and I want to say collisions, but I don't even mean, I don't mean that literally, Lord. Um, I, I just, I don't know why I want to say that word, but I don't want that to be in the natural, literal. Um, so, <laughs> you know what I mean, Father. I don't know why I want to bring that word forth um, or include that word, I should say. So we thank you, Father, for blessing his path, for committing it to you, God. And we thank you for the freedom. God, the freedom over that path, God, that speaks your spirit and your breath and your wind, God, and your fulfillment. God, we ask for the fulfillment of your word and open doors, wide open doors. Jesus' name. And fulfilling your promise, God. Thank you, Lord, that he will find that good thing, God, and his heart is even asking and longing for the good thing, Lord, as your word says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. So we thank you, God, as he's asking, seeking, God, and knocking that he would find God. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. To praise God for you. Okay, 803-991. Good evening. Thank you for calling. How can I pray for you? Oh, I'm sorry. Who am I speaking to? This is Angela, South Carolina. Oh, okay. Thank you so much. And do you have any um, prayer requests as well? 
Um, if you could pray for my friend Genevieve. Okay. And does she have anything specific or just a pray a prayer? Ministry um, prayer. That God will bring her back to fellowship with him. Um Okay. Got it. Okay. I'm going to thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to pray for you and your friend Genevieve, and then um, I'm going to need to close. So thank you so much for uh, your patience and joining us this night. God bless you. Thank you, you, Deborah. Thank you. So, Father God, we thank you for Angela, Father God. In Jesus' name, we lift her up to you, God. Lord, we thank you for the sweet spirit of, um, you know, I'm seeing like like a ripe... um, fruit that is transformed into wine, you know, like it's a mature, um, there's this matureness about it, um, where it's ripe for making of wine, like the making of the wine, yeah, so, um, and sweet, like a sweetness to it, um, uh, the sweetness and the fruit of it, and in the fellowship of it, um, with purity, you know, like completely like a completely pure, um, you know, nothing worldly in it can pure um, joy and pure essence um, of, you know, the successful, um, not growth, but like the successful harvesting, you know, and the process um, that it took to complete and then the harvesting of it and the joy of enjoying it. Um, and sitting down together in community and fellowship and sharing it and spilling yourself out even um, in the midst of it, you know, because all that Lord, the Lord gives us, you know, we take it and we produce it, we take it in, we enjoy it, and then we, you know, utilize it for others um, in the community and just kind of spill ourselves out um, and enjoy that as well. So I'm just seeing that exchange as well. Um, for others to partake of the fruit of your life and um, and the harvesting of it for the wine. You know, I'm not even sure, although I should know um, things for in the spirit with the wine. But, um, but I, I thank you, Father God, uh, for the power of the Holy Spirit and the fullness um, coming forth in Angela's life as well, God. Uh, we thank you for that, Lord. Um, and we thank you for completing that in Jesus' name. And we pray for her friend Genevieve, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, um, Lord, that Genevieve would draw back to you, God, that, Lord, that you would put a hedge of protection about her, God, um, in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would remove the desires of the flesh, Lord, and any um, lust for the things of this world, um, Father God, our desires of the things of this world, Father, and replace them, God, for an abiding desire um, to be with you, God, um, throughout eternity, God, that you are lasting and secure unto her, Father. We thank you, Lord, uh, for reaching her and revealing yourself for who you really are, God, and demonstrating your love to her, God, and just like him dipping her into something. It was like dipping her, I don't know if that was a pool of refreshing or a pool of something like dipping her all the way from from her feet feet first and dipping her all the way under and then coming back up. Almost like a baptism. It's a, 
except she's standing straight up the whole time <laughs> and going down under. It covers her head and then coming straight back up. So I don't know if that is like a pool of refreshing or some type of baptism from heaven, uh, meaning like, you know, like it's not, I don't know, it's like coming from heaven, some type of baptism um, from heaven or refreshing from heaven that will cover her, God. And we thank you, Lord, for just removing um removing the, every exchange that you've made on the cross for her through the power of your blood and your word, God, and pouring yourself out, um, God, as the atonement for her soul, God, that she would receive that, that her soul would be covered by your blood and your refreshing waters, Father God, and um, clean, like a clean cistern, dipping her into the clean cistern, Father God, Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Yeah, so earlier I was talking about, like, how we think and we um, we might think about one thing and then frame it in our thinking, but then God takes that and he thinks about it one way and reframes our thinking to his thinking. So I don't know if she thinks she's dug herself into a hole, but the God, but God even saying, like, you know, that hole that we dig ourselves into, if you will, so to speak, and um, particularly her case, Genevieve's case, is then he fills it with water, water, you know, the latter rains, and then he dips her in that and refreshes her and, like, baptizes her into wholeness. Um, and so he uses the very thing. It's so like he reframes our thinking with his thinking and his reframing. Um, and we use that, you know, as a testimony unto him. So praise God. Um, may she... Um, so we thank you, Father God. Um, we thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness, Lord, and even your, I don't know, some people call that a sense of humor, and in some ways it is when it happens to you, but, um, and just his genuineness to love us and to meet us right where we are. God never condemns us. God never shames us. You know, I should have said this earlier, but he does not. That is not the way of the Lord condemnation is not the way of the Lord. And I heard someone share a testimony the other day. And he was talking about something uh, with an illness. And he thought, well, maybe he brought this on himself and whatnot. And he um, happened to say he was seeking the Lord. And the Lord showed him um, in his word, a refreshing word that was for him. And he said, you know, I was trying to condemn myself. And God wouldn't let me. God did not let me even condemn myself. And that is the nature. That is a powerful testimony. That is the nature of our God. He does not allow us to condemn ourselves because we are not condemned. It is spiritual. It is our, even our human nature. Um, and our, our human nature is not condemned because of the blood of Christ. And what he's did for us on the cross and the exchange, even our very person, our spirit and our soul belong to Christ. So we don't walk um, as they do in this world, but above. Anyways, I got to go. I'm over. <laughs> Apparently, this is a topic I'm, the Lord has a passion about right now. Uh, I'm delighted to reveal truly for who he is. He does not condemn us that we bring all things unto him. So praise God. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. and the privilege to pray for you and uh, PGM households of faith and a family and friends. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.